All right, so you know, so last week uh, Monday night was Lag Boimer, so we didn't have a chance to uh, to do this year. So I figured that we'll, we'll use that as an ex- as an excuse to talk about a mitzvah from last week's parish, if that's okay. So the truth is, it's not. We're not going to talk about one specific mitzvah, really, more of a, a category of mitzvahs that uh, sort of shed light on um, on a general idea. So the nigla part of tonight is not going to be as complicated as usual. It'll be pretty straightforward. The Nister part will be a little bit on the more complicated side, so you're not gonna, getting away that easy, you know? So either way, something's got to give. All right, so in last week's parasha, we had a number of mitzvahs revolving around how a yid is, how, an, let's say, an owner, Balabas, is supposed to relate to his Evid Ivri, right? So you know, it's an idea of a, of a yid that becomes a slave. There's different types. You know, a person can sell himself as a, as a slave, a Jewish slave sold by Bezdin, steal something he can't pay back. Different halachas, but, uh, but in either case, inevitably. So the guy's still a yid, 100%. Basically, nothing changes except for one huge thing is that he's allowed to marry a shivcha, a shivcha kananis, which is uh, for a regular yid that's, uh, you're not allowed to do such a thing. She's not Jewish enough for a regular Yid, but he's allowed to marry Shivcha Kananis. That's the din of Nevid Ivri. So we have a number of Sukkim in last week's parasha talking about the, the relationship that the owner has to have towards the Evid Ivri. What type of relationship do they have? So we'll investigate that in Halacha for just a, a, a little bit. It's not too complicated. There's, there's not that many places in Shas and Bavli where, where these Halachas are discussed. They're more fleshed out. These mitzvahs are more fleshed out in the Medrash, Tars Kahanim. And uh, Sifra, different places. So, but the Rambam, we'll, we'll see how the Rambam puts it all together. And again, every, as it always is, and the Rambam is Makaris from all over the place, but he puts it together, in, in, you know, in his way. So we'll see that, and then we'll see in the Panemis what uh, what it means for us. And again, just chazer over what we already know, which is that every whenever you, you enter into Panemis, the mitzvah becomes much more expansive and uh, much more relevant beyond just uh, the situation of every. Okay, so let's begin like this. Remember, <coughs> number one, you have a, a couple of psukim again from last week's parasha. So, in these in these uh, couple of psukim, um, we have uh, three lavin that are mentioned. So we'll just go through the la- they'll go through the pasuk, and then we'll see how the how each lav is defined in halacha. So it says like this: If uh, one of your brothers says the pasuk becomes poor, and so in other words, now he's in a situation where he needs to sell himself. and he's sold to you. So now, inevitably. Lav number one, you're not allowed to make him work the work of a slave. Okay? He is a slave. I mean, that's, that's why he's selling himself. Is to, so what does it mean, that's what, we'll, that's what we'll see. But that's lav number one. Then the passage continues, he should be treated as a hired worker, a sacher, right? A hired worker, or a taishav, or someone that's just staying by your house, you know, that, you know, like, you know, for room and board, so he does a few things around the house. That's how he should be treated. Again, vague, practically, but we'll see soon. And he should work until yavil. Okay. The passage continues. All call Yisrael are my servants. I took them out of Mitzrayim. Okay, now we're introduced to Lav number two. They can't. A Jew cannot be sold as a slave, as the selling of a slave. He can't sell a yid. Can't be sold, or even selling himself in the same way as an evid is sold. Okay, so that's Lav number two. Again, we have to know what that means. And finally, Lav number three. Don't work him. Beforech, you know, avoid this parach means uh, I don't know how they translate it by Pesach. Avoid this parach, heavy labor, heavy work, something like that. We'll see what, again what that means. Don't work, don't make, uh, don't make him work. Avoid this parach. you should fear Hashem. Okay, so these are the three lav that we have. Not to work him. What's called avoid this avid, that he shouldn't be sold in a way of memkeres avid, and he can't work avoid this parach. Those are the three lavin. Each one of them is, is, is not explained. Okay, so, like I said, in the Medrash, that's really where it becomes clear. Even Rashi and Chumash brings down some of these pshatim, but we'll see how the Rambam presents it. Okay, Marmokka number two. So this is, these, these lavin are talked about in the Rambam in uh, the, the, the first parak of Hilchas Avadim, specifically the, the second half of the parak. So, parak Aleph So the first lav the Rambam deals with is... In fact, the second one in the pasuk, which is not to sell an evid, or an evid can't be sold, an evid ivri can't be sold in a way of mimkeres evid. So, what does that mean? So, says the Rambam, whether a person is selling himself, or bezdin is selling him, 
if he's a Yid and he's being sold as an Eved Ivri, nimkar bifar hesia. He cannot be sold in public. Al Eved HaMekach on the on a, the, 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 the selling stone. V'loi besimta or the specific designated uh, corner or area. Kedar shavadim nimkarm the way avadim are usually sold. In other words, the Rambam over here nechas avadim is not hundred percent clear in what he means. But in Sefer Mitzvahs, the Rambam explains a little bit more in detail. Over there, the Rambam explains that the way an Eved was usually sold was through bidding. In other words, the, the Eved would be put on a platform or a specific area, and it was Bifarhesi. In other words, people would come, uh, you know, a bunch of people would come, and they would bid, you know, and he would be sold to the highest bidder. That's how it was. That's how Avadim were sold. Says the Rambam, that's what the Pasuk means, Lo The Eved Ivri cannot be sold in a way that that usually slaves are sold, which is in this way of Bifar Hesia eleven Amekach. It can't be done like that. Shinemar Loyimochrum Karas Oved. That's the Pasig means that he can't be sold in the way of Avodim. Ainai Nimkar El Bitsina Bidarh Kovid has to be sold privately in a Bakovidika way. In other words, if you know someone is being sold as a slave, so then you go and you, you speak and you give your price, whatever it is, but on this public way and uh, you know, with bidding and so on. And it's near stick away. He has his price, whatever he's, whatever his value is designated as, and, and a customer comes and sees if, if it's a, if it's a good shidduch. But uh, not in this public display of, of bidding. Okay, so that's the first law, <coughs> or the second law of the pasuk. Lo yimachon kerasafik. Okay, then the Rambam marmuk uh, number three. The next halacha, halacha vav. The Rambam now deals with the third halacha of lo yisirda by beforech of not uh, not working him avoidus parach. What does that mean avoidus parach? So it says around like this, Kol Evid Ivri, also Lavoy Vivarach, right? And Evid Ivri is also not allowed to be worked, what's defined as Avaidis Parach. The Avaidis Parach. So it says around, what is the definition of Avaidis Parach? Hard work, and that's that's two relatives. So what does it mean? Zuaf, so then Raman says two two Gidarim, two uh, stipulations, and we'll have to see sort of to the, to unify them what exactly is the the real definition. But it says around like this Zuavaida Sha'in La Kitzbah. First of all, it's an Avaida What's, what's defined as Avedis Parach is one type of work. It might not be physically difficult, but it's, it doesn't have an end to it. There's no end time uh, for this type of work. He's going to give an example. Or another case of Avedis Parach would be an Avaida that maybe has an end, but it's meaningless, it's useless. There's no real tachlis in what the person is doing. So says the Rambam like this, And the only reason why you tell the Evet to do such a thing is because you just want him to work. You don't want him to get lazy. So you just want to keep him busy, right? Shal Yavata, you shouldn't just sit there and do nothing. Either, you know, the truth is, the Mepharshan do point out that if you do see the Eved Ivri becoming lazy and you feel like it's necessary for him to develop a work ethic, then maybe it's okay. But just down, the guy feels like, I have an Eved, you should be doing something, you know, it's a waste of my money, things like that. But you don't really have any, what, he, what you ask him to do is, is meaningless to you. That's, uh, that's over this parach. So either an avayda that's open-ended, it doesn't have an end time, or a meaningless avayda. Mikan amr chachamim. So the, the, the Chazal and the Medrash, this is what he's, what he's, what he's quoting. They're, from here, chachamim say in the Medrash, the following example. Shlo yomer lai, that you shouldn't tell your evid ivri, ador tachas you know, dig and, 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 and you know, make, soften the, the earth under the, the vineyard. Ad until I come back. Till I come back. Now that work that he's doing is meaningful. It's significant. You want the earth to be soft under the under the vineyard. But you didn't give him a time. You didn't say like, you know, until six o'clock, until eight o'clock. You just said, until I come back. When are you coming back? So he's always going to be looking at his watch or looking at the door. When is he coming? That's called Enla Kitzvah. That's called, you know, without an end. That's, that, that's, that's called the Vadis Parach. Rather, what should you tell him? You should say, Adar You tell him, do this Malachah until this and this time. I had mock complaining, or until you reach that particular area in the vineyard. But you, you, there has to be an end, a clear end that, uh, that he sees in sight. <coughs> That's the first example. The chain, another example, lo don't tell him, chafar makam zed, dig this specific area. So there is, an, there is a specific, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a malacha that has a kitzpah, for an but you don't need that area to be dug. Or vafil, so like or even something that's small, something that's not a tircha. Heat up a cup of water, or cool down a cup of water. But again, you don't need a cup of water. So that's aser. 
And these examples, you violate the Loisaseh, and Ram repeats, the only malachah that you're allowed to have an evident redo, El something that has a specific end to it, that you need. But if it's open ended or you don't need it, then that's called Avaidis Parach. That's called Avaidis Parach. <coughs> okay, so obviously these are two Gedarim. These are both recorded in the Medrash, these two uh, you know, stipulations of what Avaidis Parach means. Okay, so you could be just, okay, these are two independent definitions of what Avaidis Parach means. To unify them, to unify them, um, Maybe we'll have, when we get to the themis, maybe it'll become a little bit more clear what I'm about to say. But the definition over here of this parach means a malacha that is for a purpose, but is not the purpose itself. So the definition, you know, philosophically speaking, the Ramam uses this concept a lot in Marnevuchim. When you have something, you, there, there's there's a, there's a basic rule in reality which is like cause and effect or means to an end. When you have something that's a when malacha has to be defined as a means towards an end, you have to give the evidence malacha. Evidently, he's supposed to work. That's why he, that's why he's there. But the type of malacha that you have to give him is a malacha which has a tachlis. It is. It's not the tachlis by itself. It has a tachlis. In order for the malacha to have a tachlis and for it to be defined as an endeavor which is to result in a tachlis, well, you need two things. You need first of all for there to be a tachlis. Number one. And number two, it, it has to, by its very definition, have an end to it. Because the nature of that which is a, a, a means towards an end is that it's not forever. And so when you have a malacha that is open-ended, in other words, what you're saying is that this malacha is, is, it, it is not there to accomplish X, Y, Z. It is its own inyan. And that's, and that's Avodah Parach. So when this parach is defined as giving an evid ivri malacha, where, like, you know, to, you know, as if you're saying to him, you know, work, uh, you know, makes you free, right? That's the lashon. So the, 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 that, that's, that's terrible. That's over this parach, because work is there for, to result in a tachlis. And for that to happen, there has to, be a ta- there has to be a clear tachlis at the end, and there has to be an end to the malacha that you then go into tachlis. But if the malacha just keeps on going, or it's theoretically open-ended, then that's not no longer seen as a malacha which is there to to lead to a tachlis, but it just it just it's just malacha, and that's that's avoid this parach. That's avoid this parach. Okay, so that's the second lav of again leisir the parach. Then finally, the third lav or the first one according to Chumash that the Raman talks about is don't work him avoid this avid. So we have we had avoid this parach already, but now there's another thing that's called avoid this avid. What does that mean? So, Marmbaka number four, Halacha Zayin. Kol Eved Ivri, every Eved Ivri, Asir Li Yisrael Shakenehu, the owner of the Eved Ivri, is forbidden, Lahavidai Bidvarim Baizen, to make him work, even if it's not Avedis Parach, so it's going to be finite, and, it's, and it has a Tachlis, but the Malacha that you're asking him to do is Mavuzetik. It's, it's disgraceful. What does that mean, disgraceful? Shemichodim Lasis Havadim. These are things that. that Avadim do, not regular people, but just happens to be he's hired, he's, he's owned by someone else. These are Avadim Dikim Malachas. What is an Evid Dikim Malacha? Kagain. Shayoylech Achrav Kalev Levesa Merchat. So the guy's going to the bathhouse, so he, have a, he has his Evid schlep his robe with him, for him. That's an Evid Dikim Malacha. The whole Indian of what he's doing is simply just to serve the master. That's, an, that's a Mavuzah Dikim Malacha, and it's, a, it's unbecoming for an Evid Ivri. Or to take his shoes off of him, right? That's the first love. In other words, <coughs> that's the next next pasuk. You should treat him like you would a hired hand. In other words, the way it's explained is as follows: Just as someone that is hiring himself out, it's not hiring himself out to take off your shoes for you. Right? That's not a job that anyone will hire themselves out for. Why are you hiring yourself out? Well, I'm a good uh, tailor. So you want to hire me as your tailor? I, you know, that's, so that's a type of mentality you have to have for the Eved Ivri. But, you know, but, but a type of avoida which no normal person would hire themselves out to do, you know, so that's something that you're not allowed to have an Eved Ivri do for you as well. So the Ramam says the, the, the following added knech. Umotu lasapr loisaray. 
Ulachabis like Susai, Ulafis like Yisasai. Now, in Evadivri, he's allowed to give the, his Balabas a haircut, he's allowed to do laundry for him, he's allowed to cook his food, and so on. <coughs> so, those things, although they're, they're things that uh, maybe this guy wasn't doing before he was in Evadivri, those are not Mavuzadik Malachas. Uh, those Malachas are not as fundamentally making him, you know, just, just a, a secondary to the Balabas. These are Malachas that, there are barbers out there, and there are, uh, there are laundry men, you know, people that do laundry, and there, there are cooks out there, so it's not a, it's not a crazy thing to have your evidence redo. But here's an interesting halacha, says the Rambam. So, in other words, the, the way the Rambam is formulating this final law is as follows. There are certain malachas which are fundamentally mavuzadik and evidik. And those things you're not allowed to have you have as we do. That means uh, anything that a normal person would not see as their parnasa and as their normal malacha, just, uh, you know, again, it, it, it's not, a, it's not a, an official title of robe schlepper. That's, that's not a title. So, if that's not a title, you can't have your evidence if we do it. What is a title, maybe, is barber. Okay, so fine. So if you want to have your evidence be your barber, that's fine. But now says Rabbi, another interesting halacha. You can have him as your barber. But let's say I have my evidence, and he's a, uh, you know, what, what he did before he was an evidence, he was an accountant. He was an accountant. And something happened, whatever it is, he sold himself as an evidence. I say, you know what? I'm not interested in having an accountant as an evidence. I would like my evidence to set up, to start a barbershop. And all the money that comes into the barbershop will go to me. So I want you to become a barber now. So it says the Ram, you can't do that either. I could have him as my personal barber because being a barber is not, uh, that's a job, that's, that's, that's fine. But for me to officially make that his, 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 uh, you know, his occupation now is barber, that I can't do either. So whatever occupation, so the Ram says an interesting chisho, as we'll see in a second, whatever occupation this guy had before, that has to remain his occupation. That is occupation. Just happens to be now that he's an Evid, the money that comes in through his occupation goes to me because I'm his Baal Abbas. Okay, fine. And, and, and anything that I want him to do personally outside of the nine-to-five job that his occupation is, I can have him do for me as long as those are also occupations. So, but, I, so, but what I cannot do is have him do things which are not occupations, like taking off my shoes, things like that. And even things that are occupations, if that's not his occupation... I can't make that his occupation, you know, all day long. So that's the, the halacha that says, let's, let's just read it together. Again, says the Rambam. <coughs> again, we'll just, let's start from four again, we'll see it together. Any Evid Ivri that's bought, his owner cannot make him work mevuzadik, embarrassing, uh, uh, sub, uh, subjugating type of jobs. Things that only Avadim do. These are not professions that regular people do. These are specific things that if you're an Evid, you do them. It's like bringing your clothing to the bathhouse. Taking off your shoes. Again, you have to treat him like a hired hand. Just instead of him being hired and, 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 you know, and, and the, the deal is for a month. So he's an Evid Ivri, but but fundamentally, you have to treat him like he's a hired person. It says the Rambam. So, he, so again, so whatever is not a profession, you can't make him do. And things that are a profession, you can make him do for you, but not necessarily for everyone else if that's not his personal profession. What if it's the profession? doesn't make a difference. It's not his profession. So even if the guy, he has a, you know, he owns a bakery. He owns a bakery. I can't have my evidence if he's just my baker if that's not his, uh, his avayda before. Now, obviously, as a balabas, if I'm buying an evid ivri, you know, and I, and I know that I want my evid ivri to work in the bakery, so I'm going to look for an evid ivri that, that was a baker. But, uh, or forget evid ivri. Obviously, you know, will, you'll see how the Ram ends off. But you, you yeah, think, I'm having a hard time understanding why someone would want an evid ivri as opposed to just hiring a soccer. Well, the Gemara says, it's because of this. The Gemara says, one of the reasons, kolakayna evid ivri, Lots, my kilo, kind of other lots. If you buy an evidivery, you're buying a boss. Because you have to. These are all, by the way, the halachas of what you're allowed to make him work and so on. Then there's another halacha, which we're not even getting into tonight, which is the Pasik says somewhere else in Chavish, Kitayv lo imach, that the evidivery has, has, has to have a good situation by you. And the meaning of that is, whatever your standards are for living, the evidivery has, has those standards. And as until now, the evidivery has been very poor and living in a, in a shack. 
But you're a wealthy person, you live in a mansion, and you bought an Evan Well, guess what? He's now living in the mansion like you. So it's not uh, a good business, you know, it's not a good business to buy Evan Ivory's. It's, it's not such a good idea. So it says the Ramah, right? The Evan Ivory is allowed to give you haircuts. Being a barber is a profession. like or to launder your clothing. Or to bake your bread, you know these things you're allowed. He's, you're allowed to make him do for you. But you can't make him the barber for the rabbin. I'm sorry, the uh, the the, the laundromat for the rabbin. I the rabbin, or the barber for the rabbin. I nacht on the rabbin, or the baker for the rabbin. That's not his profession. So you can make him. It is a profession, but it's not his profession. You can make him do it for you, but not for the rabbin. If that was his business before. Then fine. Then Then that's something that you would have him do. But if it wasn't his business before, no. You're not allowed to teach him or force him to learn a new malacha. <coughs> the only thing he, you ha- you're allowed to force him to do is whatever malacha he was doing before. Now he continues on, but the prophets go to you because you bought him as an evidence. That's halacha. Now, by the way, the Ramah just goes on to say I didn't quote it because you know, there's not much room and in, in this year of a klal, only one page. So uh, anyway, so uh, the Ramah goes on to say that this is obviously only true for an evidence. If someone is not an evidence and he's just hiring himself out. And the, these these limitations don't apply. So if a guy if a guy for whatever reason wants to hire himself out to be the guy that carries your robe to to the to the mikveh, okay, as long as it's not officially inevitable, or if the guy is an accountant and he says, you know what, I want you to hire me to uh, you know to be you know let's start a franchise a barber franchise whatever it is, and okay, as long as Within an Evid Ivri, these are the halachas. And the Ramam himself throws in a little bit of a... It's, it's, it's unique, because the Mishnah Torah usually doesn't do this. But the Rambam, to explain why this is something that we're only makba by an Evid Ivri, and not anyone else, the Rambam says, because an Evid Ivri is any with Tzabrachan. He's, he's, he's starting off in Tzabrachan to go away. So now the fact that he's, he's, he's Tzabrachan to begin with, and now he has to start his whole... He has to start a new career. So don't do that to him. But uh, but if a person is not an evidence, he's on tate. If if that's what he wants to do, then, uh, then that's fine. That's the halacha. Okay. So the halachas of an evidence. <coughs> okay. Like I like I always say. So that's that's the halacha. Now we have to investigate the previous. Okay. So how do we begin? Um, okay. So let's begin like this. I I, I, I talked about this n- not the same Indian, but at least the 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 aside that. That this is coming from is similar to the Yisai that that when I spoke about Shal Shudas is coming from too, which is as follows: uh, a person goes through life, and every single moment of life, basically our avayda. Everyone has a different avayda, you know. Everyone has a different situation in life, different people that they deal with, people different situations. But all of our avayda basically boils down to the avayda of what's called of birurim, of sifting. A sifting of being mavar birurim. The Rebbeinu made the world in such a way where it's toivavay, right? It's it's utterly chaotic. Every single moment, every single experience of life that we face is a mixture of toiv and ra. Ever since the beginning of time, and spe- specifically after the Yitzhadas toiv and ra, everything's a mixture of toiv and ra. There's toiv and ra inside of us. There's toiv and ra inside of time, inside of experiences, conversations. Every 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 situation you encounter and every part of yourself you meet is a mixture of Taif and Ra. And your job is to take that moment, to take that part of yourself, take that experience, and to somehow uplift the Nakuda of good, the Nakuda of Elikus, that's in that moment somehow, and to connect it back to its source in Kedusha. How do you do that? Okay, so the Rebbe gave us a Torah and Shulchan Aruch to guide us to how to do that. So, you know, Tesvav uh, Tishrei, uh, in the morning, so you're about to encounter a moment of Taivan Ra. How do you uplift that moment? Well, the Torah said, Sheikh Luvan that's the avoid of that time. So by Sheikh Luvan at that moment, you're you're taking that moment which is until now without that mitzvah, 
uh, a moment of 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 hesterpanim, of concealment, of difficulty, with kernels of elokos, with a spark of kedusha. And your job is to be mavaris, to elevate that spark. How do you do that? So whatever the mitzvah of the moment uh, is telling you to do, that's the instruction of how to be mavar that that nitzitz. So sometimes it's shegel v'nesrig, sometimes it's saying a good morning, sometimes it's learning davening. Uh, doing business properly, whatever, whatever the moment uh, is mechai, whatever the avoid of that moment is, it's being mavar birurim. Now, there's a there's a lashon in the Arizal in the Sefer Yitzchayim where he, again, it's very terse and dense, and there's a lot to unpackage in that line. But the line that we're about to see sort of tells us the following idea that that there there's there's shaduchim that the Rebbeinu Shlom makes between between certain neshamas and certain sparks, certain neshamas and certain experiences. It's bashkacha pratis, when you live, where you live, what, what experiences you have throughout your particular day. Every, every moment that, that you have, every moment that, that you come in contact with is custom made for you specifically to, to somehow uplift that particular nitzitz that is contained in that moment and to return it to its place in Elikus, it's that place of, of the Rabbanish Shalom. And there are certain sparks of Kedusha, that's what I was talking about by Shal Shittis, there are certain sparks of Kedusha that are embedded in, that are connected to your Neshama, but they are not ready to be uplifted fully. And those are moments that have not yet to come. So when the Rabbanish Shalom creates a person, the Rabbanish Shalom you know, knows how many years to the second that the person has in the world. And the Rizal said that every single moment that a person is given in this world corresponds to the amount of Nitzutze Kedusha, the amount of sparks of Elikus, that, they are, that their Neshama specifically is custom-made to uplift. But because, so, so, so why is it that it's div- divided throughout time? It's because the only time, the only moment that you face is the moment that's fixable. But the moment that's ahead of the moment, that's not yet to be, then that moment, the, the spark of that moment is not ready to be uplifted. It's too embedded in the klip, it's too embedded in tumma, it's too embedded in ra. And so those moments you can't uplift. <clears throat> when the moment comes, it's a simon that now it's ready to be uplifted. So you have such an idea of, again, sparks of kedusha and you know, uh, elements of elokus that your particular neshama is, is made to uplift, made to fix, made to release from the world of Klip or the world of Toma and to return it to Elikos. And, and that's number one. And number two, not every spark that you're destined to uplift is ready for you right now. And by the way, not only is that true in terms of time, that moments that are not yet here are, 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 are clear indicators that those Nitzutzi Kedusha are not ready to be uplifted, but there's also some, some Nitzutzi Kedusha that we're not allowed to actively engage in. So a person comes, so, so, so every time you eat something, you make a bracha on it, you're uplifting that spark of kedusha that was, that was in that thing. And that piece of food was your food, it wasn't someone else's. There was a reason why you took that piece of fish and that guy took that piece of fish. That spark of kedusha was shaykh to your neshama at that moment, namish at that moment. But what if it's a piece of chazer? So if it's a piece of chazer that you happen to pass by, it means it's shaykh to you. It means it's shaykh to you. But chas v'shom, the Rebbe said that piece of chazer cannot be uplifted. In that, in that, in that way, so, so what we're going to see, we're going to see soon, is that even that piece of chazer that has a spark of kedusha, and the fact that it passed by, you know, that you saw it, you smelled it, you whatever, you know, it was in your daladamas. That means it's your spark, but you can't, you can't actively raise it. So the question we're also going to be dealing with is, is, so how do you, how do you raise such a spark? How do you engage with it? Again, the sparks that are that are not yet. Sparks that are, that are connected to moments in time that are not yet that are not yet in the present. That also means they're not ready to be uplifted. But all it takes is just to wait. <laughs> you wait, and the time will come. But what about sparks that are taka part of my avoided to uplift? But I can't. I'm not allowed to uplift them in a direct way. So what do you do with that? But this is the idea. Every neshama has specifically its nitzutzik kedusha that it's it's custom made in order to uplift. Every nitzutzik kedusha has its time, its place. It's all shaduchim like that. Take a look at Marmukah number five. This is a line from the Eitzchayim, Shar Gimel Perik Beis. Now this line, like I said, is very dense, and we're going to unpackage at least a part of it soon. Said, said the Ariyah Kodesh, E'en l'chayoyim shadayim l'chaverta. No day is similar to another day. Every day is different. 
it seems like the same Shachar Simcha Meir, it's altogether a different day. The, the sparks of Kedusha that you face on Monday is not the same that you're going to face on Tuesday. It's a different universe. Every day is different. And every tzaddik is different than another tzaddik. In other words, every yid, again, think of it, every yid has its own little universe. Everyone, we're, it's all Monday night for us, but your Monday night is not my Monday night. And your Monday night, everyone has a different Monday night. And the sparks of Kedusha that exist on Monday night for you are different than the sparks of Kedusha that exist on Monday night for you, and so on and so forth. Every day is different, and every tzaddik vis-a-vis that day is different. It's all different universes. And no creature is the same to each other. No spark is the same. No experience is the same. Everything is, all, is always different. And everything that was created is ultimately necessary for this process of raising these sparks. Now this is unclear what the, what the result means by this. Again, so far it's pretty clear. Every day is unique, every tzaddik is unique, you have your sparks, you have your, and every spark has its time. Then the result began to now mention every creation is different, and all that is created is part of this process. Not everyone is yoinik, not everyone draws their life force from the same place. It all goes back to Hashem, obviously. And the tikkun that everything needs is also not the same. And Chalbana, within Ketairus, has its own Tikkun, as opposed to Levaina in Ketairus. So everything has its place. Even Chalbana makes its Tikkunim within Ketairus that, that Levaina can't do. Again, right? Chalbana is the, 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 spell, the sense, the, 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 the Ketairus that doesn't smell good, right? The spice that doesn't smell good. So that's always the example of, you know, Chazal used that as Lashon for Rishayim and so on. So said there is even even chalbana even chalbana dika people. There's a, there's thinking the chalbana does that levaina can't do. Okay, so, so what does the what does the result mean over here? So it's hard to unpackage the, uh, unpackage it, you know, hundred percent. But in Marmok number six, this is a Torah from the Karen Shleima. Karen Shleima is one of the Sfaradishim Kubalim. <coughs> late eighteen hundreds. It's a classic sefer on Eitzchayim. So the Karim Shloima, he's focusing on the last part of the sentence from the Eitzchayim. Again, the first part, well, you know, is, is pretty clear. Every day is different, every time is different. You have your Nitzutzi Kedusha, I have my Nitzutzi Kedusha. And finish, we all have our Avaynas. Fine. But then the reason to start talking about other creations, and they're also necessary, and, and Chalbana does things that Levina can't do. What does he mean by that? So it so says the Karim Shloima like this. Again, the first part is going to be is going to be similar to what we, what we just said, so it'll be a little chazar. It says, it says like, it's v'asaydhu. The secret is as follows. Ki kamaysha oilam es atzman, ha'isa ikir b'riyasin lovar haram When the Rabbani Shalom created the world, the purpose of creation was for the universes to be fixed, for them to be clarified, for, for, for the toy, for the good, to be separated from the bad. And to return the good to its source above. In other words, to redeem the sparks, to elevate elokos, to... To, to, to allow Kedusha to, to uh, blossom from every moment. That's exactly also what, what the world is created for that, and we're created to facilitate that. To separate the evil from the good. To bring the good back to its cherish. That's the that's the light of life. This happens both by Tzadikim and Rishayim. So tzaddikim do this, and Rishayim do this, whether they realize it or not. So how, how does that happen? It says like this, tzaddikim. So how did tzaddikim do this? So he do a bar l'kol. That's not such a big, uh, you know, such a big task to figure that out. Everything that tzaddik does is about trying to find, trying to serve Hashem in every moment, which basically means to try to find the Kedusha from amongst the Tumah of this world. And to bring the, the, that spark of Kedusha, that element of Elokos that was potential in that moment or, unco- or hidden in that moment, and to return it to the bigger picture of, of the Rabbani Shalom's universe. Okay? The calls that they this is through their davening, through their learning, through their mitzvahs, through their eating, everything they do, whether it be business, otherwise, everything they do is, is, is making these birur. He says the Mardigah thing. And, 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 and here, let's bear in mind, this is true for tzaddikim, but again, it doesn't mean that the, it doesn't have to be the biggest tzaddikim. Every year it has their slot. You know, you have your tzaddikim, that was the first line of, 
of the Yitzchayim, that every day is different, every tzaddik is different, you have your own oven, every year has their, has their Indian, and like I said, the Rizal writes other places that every moment, that when the Rabbani Shalom predicts, not predicts, but he, he decides how long you're going to live, it's based on how many sparks you're mechuyiv to raise, so that's true. But said the Rizal, but said the, the Kerem Shalom like this, but in order to allow the tzaddik to do his avoda, then there has to be a lot of people involved to facilitate that. So what does that mean? He says like this, The tzaddik, let's say, you know, who's going to get him his food? Again, even if he's working, we're not talking about a tzaddik necessarily that's only sitting and learning all day. But uh, if a tzaddik, he's an accountant, he's a big tzaddik, he's not a baker. So like someone, you know, someone has to make food for him. He's then going to go buy it in the store, but someone has to make the food. Umi chayrish, mi who's plowing, who's sowing? Mi kaitzer, who's harvesting? Mi usakin lapas vatavshel, who's making the bread and the food that he's going to eat? Umi maitzi avnei zavakesef, who's excavating, you know, the gold and the silver from the ground to eventually turn into coins that this, that this tzaddik uses as money to buy the food. So he's not living in a, in a, in a bubble. There's an infinite amount of people and of efforts that are necessary to allow the tzaddik to do his avayda. Who's making the clothing? It's a big deal. He's not doing it all himself. So who's doing all of that? All these things. So all, 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 so here's, here's so the Karim Shalom like this. The system of of Nitzutze Kedusha vis-a-vis Nishamas are more complicated than just like, okay, you have your Nitzutze Kedusha, you have your Nitzutze Kedusha, you have yours and finished, and whatever Nitzutze Kedusha you have, you, you, you work on them and you raise them to Hashem, you take them out of Toma and, and Zel. Says the Karim it's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's more complicated than that. Because, just like I said before, that the sparks of Kedusha, they have to be ready for you to uplift. So I gave an example of sparks that are not ready. How are they, what do I mean sparks are not ready? Let's say they're, they're sparks of, of two days from now. So they're simply not here yet. But says the Karim Shleima, but even sparks that are here, they're all, they could also not be ready for you. In, and, and what do I mean they're not ready? In other words, the food didn't make it to your table yet. You have a piece of wheat, right? Let's put it this way. You have a piece of wheat. There, there's, there are... And this piece of wheat is ultimately going to eventually become part of the piece of bread that the tzaddik is going to eat. And which means that the tzaddik's spark that he's supposed to fix is in that piece of wheat, maskin. But the fact that he doesn't have the piece of wheat yet, and it takes a whole avayda for this piece of wheat to get to his table, is an indicator that that spark is not ready yet. That spark is far down in Tumah. It's deeply rooted in Klippa. And the tzaddik is, not, is too sensitive to deal with it on that plane, on that level. So what does he do? So, how do, how do, so what he needs to have, therefore, are people that are less sensitive, that sort of descend into that lower stratosphere, into the lower level. Not to say that, that the piece of wheat is like, you know, dirtier than the piece of bread. We're talking about spiritually speaking. It, it, the farther it is from its final destination, the more of a simon it is that that spark is 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 deeply is more deeply embedded in ra and in tumah, and so the tzaddik is not ready to deal with it yet. It has to be dealt with by other people, okay? Other people who are able, so to speak, to go to that lower place, and their avoda vis-a-vis that spark is not to raise it to elokus yet. Because that's, that's the tzaddik spark, okay? And he's going to do it when he's able to. What they have to do is get it to him. And so if you can imagine, it's like, you know, when it gets to the, to the roof, so to speak, when the spark is raised to the roof, the tzaddik can take the roof and throw it to heaven. A simple, a silly example like that. But who's going to get it to the roof? It start, if it, so if it starts off on the roof, then why? The tzaddik is on the roof. He takes the, he takes the spark, brings it to God. It's fine. But if the spark started off in the basement... The tzaddik can't go to the basement. So what happens? So you need someone else who is a basement dweller to raise it up. Now that basement dweller is not able to get it to Shemayim because he's, he's in the basement. But what he can do is get it to the first floor. And then a guy on the first floor can't get it to Shemayim, but at least he can get it to the second floor. V'chulu, v'chulu, until finally it gets to the roof and now the tzaddik can do it. So says the Karim Shleimah, this is how Nitzvah Kedusha work. 
Now, the, that guy in the basement, he's in the basement, now this is where it gets complicated, he's in the basement vis-a-vis the tzaddik. But that guy in the basement might have his own independent Nitzutzi Kedusha that he brings to Shemai. But those Nitzutzi Kedusha that are the tzaddik's Nitzutzi Kedusha, it could very well be that that guy in the basement has two jobs on his hand. He has to do his own inyanim, but he also has to help facilitate the tzaddik do his avayt. And these are two different categories of Nitzitzikdush that he has to do. His own inyanim, and to facilitate the tzaddik doing his inyanim. So that's the Karim Shlem like this. So uh, five, four lines before the end of the first paragraph by six. The kol elominim, and all these things, the bag, the, 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 the the, the wool that eventually becomes the, 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 the shirt. It, all these things that the tzaddik wears. They all have toiv and, 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 and a spark of kedusha that's, that's, that's swallowed up in them, that's embedded in them. The habir shalem, and how do, how do they become uh, uh, clarified? So their ultimate clarification is by the tzaddik. But the beginning of that process is not, doesn't start with the tzaddik. The, the beginning of that process starts in the basement or you know, out in the field somewhere or in the, or in the caves that the guys are, are excavating diamonds, you know. So through the fact that ultimately, through many, many steps, they are ultimately helping the tzaddik or any yid to do what they have to do to wear the piece of clothing, <coughs> then that's their that's their that's their chelik. Through the benefit that the tzaddik has through these other people that start the process much further away, now the tzaddik is able to serve Hashem with the article of clothing. But that article of clothing only got to the tzaddik because of all the millions of steps that preceded it. And now the tzaddik is able to make the ultimate bearer on that. And that spark, through the help of these other people. Obviously, with this system, you can have many, many different madrikas, right? So you can have a situation of where there's only one, the, the, the tzaddik is only one step removed from the beginning, right? Sometimes the tzaddik is two steps removed. Sometimes three steps removed. And in Kates. And by the way, the Karim Shlomo talks about this, and this, you find this in other Sfarim, this is how even Goyim are shayich to the Avayda Birurim. Goyim certainly aren't able to, to be Mavar Birurim in such a way to bring them to Elikos. They don't have a shayich to that. But they're also part of the Tikkun. How are they part of the Tikkun? Because without an infrastructure of the world, including Goyim, then we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Like similar to, like Rabbi Yudas said by Lag Baimer, right? The Gemara and Shabbos. Listen, all the the bill, you know, the the you know the gesharim and the chulu the chulu. So they're, they're, they they you said it. There's truth to that, right? So it's their part of the beer and the tikkun that we have to do. This is all what the Arizal meant in Maramaka number five. Let's just read it again. Now you'll see what he means. No day is the same as another day. Right? The Everything is different. Everything is unique. You, everyone has their own sparks. But v'chol hanevram kulin and everything was created for this avayda. In other words, even goyim, even animals, as we'll see in a second. Everything is part of this avayda. Not everyone is yoinik from the same place. In other, in other words, the tzaddik has a high yonika, and goyim lahavdol have a lower yonika. But, but, but because they have a lower yonika, they facilitate the beer. So in other words, I mentioned before, you have bisachazer. So you pass by McDonald's. It's Bashkach Apatis, you pass by the McDonald's. It means that on some level, all the food that is in that place, that maybe you not directly saw, but you had a shaykhist to by passing by, it means on some level, it's shaykh to your nasham. So it means that you're responsible to raise them up. How do you raise them up? You're not allowed to eat it. But it means that the guy that do eat in McDonald's, you never met them in your life, and you shouldn't. But, but somehow, those gayim are part of society functioning. And we're using our lights in this room right now to be able to learn. Mistama, there was a guy in a McDonald's somewhere that one of us passed by that somehow, because of his job, or directly, indirect, who knows, we have lights on. And so the, the spark of Kedusha that that guy absorbed, you know, digested, in order to give him the energy to do his inyan, slow at some point somewhere down the line, we have benefit from that from that from that inyan, and that's how that spark is slowly but surely getting to us, 
And then when we raise it, that's called us raising not only the spark of this moment directly, but we're also raising up the sparks of all those trays of foods and all those crazy experiences that, that maybe so, you know, someone uh, not as uh, holy and sensitive as us might have experienced. You know, if a guy, you know, if, to say these Lashonis, but it is true. If a guy has like a, you know, like some crazy, you know, not good experience, but it gets him like energized to, to do work better, you know what I mean? And then like, whatever, whatever goes on in their lives, they carry that in order to move on in the world and to build society. And we, we, we benefit from that. And that's called us raising up all those sparks. Now take a look at this, the last paragraph. <coughs> so he says amazing things. So again, so says, says the Karim Shlaima. Now, all of this, so, so it's an amazing thing, even though that means that this guy that's working in the, in the, in the you know, in the diamond uh, caves, whatever it is, in order to excavate diamonds or gold and silver to make currency, v'chulu, v'chulu, so it means it could be that the vast majority of his life is dedicated for someone else's nitzutz kedusha, right? It's not his own personal avoida, right? And that could be. Ain't it that's not, that should not shock us. Could be that's his main tachlis in the world is taka just to facilitate someone else to raise their sparks, and his his main avoda is to just get things from the basement to the roof. That could be his main avoda. But again, he'll he'll still have his own inyanim. You know, if he's a yid, we're talking about that. He'll have his own inyanim. But it could be that the ikker purpose of his creation is not for his own inyanim. That could be. It could be that his inyan is mostly primarily to help out the tam chacham. Based on this, if you think about this and just you know how complex and how you know how deep the network goes, you'll realize the amazing of the Creator. How He created the world in such a way that everyone needs everyone. No one is in isolation. And everything was ultimately there in order to eventually get to that place of raising the spark to Kedusha. And no one can, have, no one can do this without anyone else. Now he says, next thing, not only is this true for people that are not tzaddikim and and not only is this true for goyim even, this is also even true for animals and creatures, that what? All, all reality. So, <coughs> in order for us to walk to shul, there has to be ground under our feet. Yeah? In order for us to drive to shul, there had to be metal that we're using in the car to get to shul. So those are also, in, they're also part of this avoida of raising the sparks. So they're, they're, they're part, they're, they facilitate that. Kilatamza, he says, because of this, not to kill any creature, big or small. Even like, you know, mosquitoes or things like that that would bite and that would cause the, you know, annoyance and, and even pain. The reason was makbid not to kill them. He would say, they're doing the shlichas of their body. So am I gonna, why should I stop them? So he says, why is a person getting a mosquito bite, right? Or like a, a bee sting, you know, things like that. The guy, the guy needs a tikkun. The guy needs a tikkun. Is it a very he did something? He needs to be awakened to do tshuva. In other words, think again. What does it mean he did not very? What does it mean he needs to do tshuva? It means there's an element of his life that's still mixed up with good and evil. There's still there's a beer that needs to take place in his neshama. In other words, there's a spark of kedusha in that part of his life that needs to be elevated, but it's deeply rooted, deep, deep down. So in order to get that spark to the surface, so we need a mosquito, and the mosquito comes and gives a mosquito bite, and he's itchy, and it annoys him. If he has seichel to him, what will he say? He'll say, Rabbi Shalom, why did you give a mosquito bite? It must be, because I have to do the truth. And then what happened? The mosquito did its avoid. The mosquito got the nitzis of Kedusha to the surface, and now he's able to raise it up. If the guy's a shaita, then he won't think of it like that, and the Rabbi will have to send something worse than a mosquito. But so there is, I'm going to kill the mosquito, he's on a shlichus. He has to... He has to do that. So he says, and This guy needs to be bit, you know, for whatever the reason. And this mosquito, this, uh, this uh, creature is coming to be masakinim. That he should clean himself out from the Avera. Why should I kill? So there is a There's a spark of Kedusha that is part of this creature. 
And there's a spark of Kedusha of the Chelek HaToiv Shalohu Tikunai. And that spark of Kedusha that's Shaykh to this creature, Shaykh to that spark inside that guy that needs to be brought from the basement to the roof. And that's exactly what it's doing. So, should I stop that? So, this is a Mardigachirish. So, you have, so another Sachaka, what you see from here is that there's two strata that a person has in their Avaidah Hashem. There's your own Nitzitzit Kedusha, it's your own Avaidah. And your, how do you find your place? Okay, he makes your dochim. You find where you're supposed to go. The tide of life takes you where you're supposed to go. And those are the sparks of Kedusha that you're supposed to raise. Then there's another Indian, which is, there are sparks that, for Tzadikim. And, 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 and other people, their avayda can be to facilitate the sparks of those Tzadikim. Fine. You guys remember what we were talking about? Okay, evidently. Yeah, fine. It's evidently. What's the panemius of all, the, all these mitzvahs that we had before, the beginning of an every? The, the, the nakud that, that I think that, that, that these mitzvahs are trying to bring out is that in every, the, the Baal might think of the every as follows. That by becoming an every, he doesn't have his own sparks anymore. His whole avayda is just to facilitate my sparks. I am the tzaddik and he is the guy vis-a-vis our lives. Until, the Ebed, until he became an Evri, he was a Yid. And I was a Yid. And we were Shav B'Shava. We were equal to each other. You know, he had his Avaidah. I had my Avaidah. Finished. My Avaidah meant being living here. His Avaidah meant living here. But that's when we were equal. All of a sudden he becomes an Evri. So there's a Hava meaning. That something changed. What changed? He doesn't have his own Avaidah anymore. His entire Avaidah now is to raise sparks from my basement to my roof. That's his all Avaidah. Comes these Lavin, and Lavin says, Not true. His essence is not to be tuffle to your avayda. He still has his own avayda. I, what happened? Nothing happened. He just, the tide of life took him to these circumstances. But don't, but don't think of him as tuffle to you in terms, of, in terms of his avayda. He still has his own personal avayda. I, why, why is it that, that, that his sparks are now found you know, in my orbit? Kacha, that's the way it is. No different than any employee, Right? Anytime that the person has, has an employee, that means the, the, the employee doesn't have his own sparks. It happens to be, for whatever reason, determined that the sparks that he's meant to raise somehow are found in the business that you run. Okay. But so too it is with inevitably. Every single one of these lavin are coming lafuke from such a havamina that all the evidence is is just tuffle to your avayda. But selling him on the market in an open way, in a, you know, with a, what's it called a bidding, like a bidding war. That means that all his mitzias is just other people. That, that's what it means. Something that's bekavedik, something that's sanua, means it has its a sense of self, a sense of a sense of self. Something that doesn't have a sense of self, it's mamish adover hefker. Something that's mamish, uh, it, it completely, completely robbing dick, completely others dick, that's something that you have a bidding war on. But something that is his own, that's a private entity by itself, it's just a matter of figuring out of what is the hashkacha part of this guy's life, what house, you know, what, what, how, what estate is he going to be brought to. But not because he's at some tuffle to, whatever, to any estate. He, in, other, in other words, the Havamina would be that the Evid Ivri is just, just emptied out of his own personality. All he is now is just a facilitator of other people's Nitzutsi Kedusha. In that case, okay, the highest bidder. The highest bidder. Because he doesn't have a zikh. He doesn't have a sense of self. He doesn't have his own avoid. Comes the Pasuk, Loi Simkrum Makarasava. Don't sell him like that. Because he does have his own avoid. His own avoid, nothing's changed. The Etzim, his avoid, is always what it is. No. And, and, and because of that, if he wants to be bought, it's not like Dover uh, Hefker. He's not becoming part of your, your, your universe. It's still his own universe. So you have to treat him with covet and dignity and sinner like that. He's not, just, he's not just a piece of ground that you walk on. He's not a mosquito flying through the air. He has his own avayda. And your, your, your avaydas are now, are now related to each other. They're now dealing in the same arena, but it's a separate, uh, but he has his own avayda. <coughs> so to the avayda, the, the, the mitzvah of leisavad by beforech, right? Not to make him work avaydas parach. I said before, what's the definition of parach? So the Rambam said two points, but as, as the way we were magdur before is that the definition of avodas parach means that his avoda is something that has a tachlis. It's not just an open-ended thing without a tachlis or just open-ended. In other words, 
again, seeing him as someone who does not have his own Tzitzit anymore, that all he is, his entire shlichus in the world, is just Lagabe me. He doesn't have his own Avaid anymore. Then, then, then every Avaid, then, then, then the halacha would be, I could tell him to do whatever I want, because it's meaningless anyway. His Avaid is, 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 is fundamentally meaningless, unless, uh, unless it helps me. So, so there's no, so I'll tell him to do whatever I want. If it makes me happy, if I want to do it, I tell him. But the answer is, don't do that to him, because he has his own avoida. Every work that he's doing, he might be doing it in your mansion, or in your estate, or whatever, but it's his, his avoida. And his avoida bears his tachlis. And so avoidas parach means that his avoida does not have his tachlis. His avoida has my tachlis. His avoida is completely what I want it to be. As far as he's concerned, it's open-ended, which means it doesn't lead to anything, and maybe it doesn't. In his, it maybe practice doesn't lead to anything. That would all be an expression of the belief that he doesn't have a, his avoid. He no longer has avoidus habirurim. The answer is And the same thing with the final halacha of avid, not to make him do work which is mavuzadik. What's the getter of that? Things that are not a profession, you can't make him do, and even things that are a profession, you can't make him become that profession. Why? Because that's the point. If, he, if, if all he's there to do is facilitate your Nitzus Kedusha, then that would express itself as let him take off your shoes and let him schlep your robe. That's his avoida now. His avoida is he's a gabai. That's his avoida. Right? But that's not true. That's not the truth. And, and, and more than that, if I'm, if I'm the baker, if I have a bakery, right, and I need people, so that means Bashkacha part, this, my Nitzus Kedusha are revolving around baked goods. So if the whole in of inevitivity is to facilitate my Nitzus Kedusha, and you know what I just bought? I bought another baker. But the answer is, that's not what you bought. He's his own person, with his own avoida, with his own Yitzhak Kedusha. And guess what? His Yitzhak Kedusha do not fundamentally shift from before he was in Evid to now. And before he was in Evid, the Yitzhak Kedusha revolving around his life were in accounting. Guess what? It stays in accounting. Because he's not becoming just bottle to you. He's an independent person. And this is fundamentally also the mitzvah, like we didn't see this inside, but that you have to treat him as an equal. You live in this house, then he lives in that house. You live in this type of area, he lives in that type of area. All of a sudden. Because that's what we're trying to establish in every day. He's not just tuffled to you. He has his own avayda. Happens to be, it's true, that because of where he's holding now in life, maybe because of that virus that he did, so the, 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 his, his Monday night is maybe not as exciting as other people's Monday nights. And his nitsutsa kedusha maybe are not as, uh, you know, they need a little bit more work than, the other, pe- than other people's, but they're his. There is, and so this is the uh, the the major Indian, you know, in Ashkafa that, that comes out of this is uh, a, a, a huge Indian. That again, this doesn't mean that that the Evid Ivri could be an Amaretz, and and it could be that part of his life is to raise sparks from the basement to the to the to the to the roof for 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 someone. But loved after the Balabas. You know what I'm saying? So you know, there's this, this system that the Karim Shalom laid out, which is everyone has their Nitzitzit Kedusha, but there's also such an Indian that you, that a, that a person's shlichus in the world might be somewhat or even maybe predominantly about helping other people in their Nitzitzit Kedusha. That could still be true for the Eved but it has nothing to do with him being an Eved That's just, that everyone is like that. The Balabas could also, the Balabas is a baker, right? He has a, he has a you know, a, fr- a bakery franchise. So it could very well be that the main thing in his life is to facilitate tzaddikim eating food. Okay, but the Eved Ivri doesn't change anything. That's the Chiddush of Eved Ivri. He's being sold and this is just another, this is just the direction that his life is taking him. Guiding him through his life, bringing him to his personal avayda. Nothing to do with him becoming tafel for the Amaretz. This is where we find that a major Indian that you see such a thing. Everyone has their, has their avayda, their shlichas. But there's also an Indian of helping other people and facilitating them. And that could be a person's primary shlichas in life as well. But just because a person works for someone, or just because a person finds themselves in such a scenario where it looks like their Indian is dependent on this other person, it's b'chlal lavdafka that that's your Indian to help that person out. Or You still have your independent existence. It happens to be there. But in such a way that Mars Ayin and B'derech it looks like you're Tully in that, in that Balabas. But b'chlal not. The Rabbanu Shalom looks at every employee and every employer Shava b'shava. That's the study of every Everyone is shava b'shava. Even if in the world of Hester Panim, it looks like this guy's on top, this guy's on the bottom, this guy's the Iker, this guy's the Tafel. 
That's all demyoinus. It's all demyoinus and it's all maris ayin. It's all hester part. And the truth is, every year, amikol sadikim, kitoiv la'imach, the balabas and the Eved Ivri are seen as shav b'shava. And it could very well be that the Eved Ivri is the tzaddik and the balabas is the amaretz facilitating the, the tzaddik. You never know. You never know how these things work. Rabbi Nachman writes in one place, which is end with this, Rabbi Nachman writes in one place in the Kutub Aran, Amikul Sadiqim, but there's different Madrigas of Sadiqim. And Rabbi Nachman says that you can have, one, you can have a Yid who is Mamash a schlepper in the street, and people pass by, give him quarters, and maybe he himself doesn't even know who he is, and the whole world is telling him. Be such a thing. We don't know. So Allah Lamais, it means you look at a Yid, whatever their financial situation, whatever their you know, uh, so, social situation might be, Shava B'Shava, because you don't know, maybe you're dependent on him. Maybe he's dependent on you. Maybe neither of you are dependent on each other. So, you know, you have to be machmer, you know, down the kafschus. Everyone is a kitoiv imach. Okay, Hashem Shalab, we should be zeichet to be all our need to take dusha for ourselves, for others, and be zeichet to see the gula through that. Be rachem and be as called tzedek mehevim.